course, I kicked the camera just as we're coming on to say, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Big Apple Hockey. It is great to have you guys. Hopefully, uh, not as many Saturday shows. We're trying to find a new time slot soon. I am your host, Mark Williams, and John Fukowski is coming on in just one minute, but I am joined finally by Mr. Anthony LaRocco. Yes, yes. It's good to be back. A lot to talk about. Um, and for those wondering about the crown, well, men's league teams named Royal Puckups, and I netted four goals last night, so um, <laughs> I earned it uh, last night. But yeah, that's about all right. It. So first things first, Anthony. Let's take us through all four goals. Um, first goal, uh, I kind of found the soft spot in the slot, um, and my buddy uh, was in the corner, uh, just passed it to me, and I one timer um, in. Uh, second goal, turnover at the blue line. Uh, I crossed into the zone. Um, I kind of went went around one of my teammates, used him as a screen, um, and shot across my body to the left side and beat the goalie. Um, third goal was more of an individual effort. I, I stole the puck at the red line. Um, I went around two guys, and then uh, I kind of beat the last defenseman by lowering my shoulder and then cut cut hard to the net um and i put it and i put it five hole um and then the last goal was a empty net goal um again i got the puck inside our blue line and uh, i just sent it down and it and it hit so nice all right oh yeah. where's the game by the way dix hills oh okay the new rank or the old rank the uh, old rank do you like that one better than the new one <sighs> you know what sometimes i do um I like the lighting and everything better in the new rink, but sometimes the ice on the new rink is just garbage. Like they, they, um, you know, a lot of times like they have, they'll have those like teeny bopper, like open skate nights and the ice is just total garbage after that because they just basically flood it and that they leave so many divots in the ice and it's really dangerous to skate on. Um, yeah, they don't, apparently they don't use the old, the old rink anymore for those skates. So that's why sometimes I prefer playing on the old rink. Thanks, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what? It's it's one of those things that sometimes I don't know exactly how that ends up. Um, like, because the old rink, uh, I got a lot of good games I had on the old rink. But those high boards can be both a blessing and a curse. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So let's just return John to his usual spots. And <laughs> Phil, you ready? Sorry, guys. I'm just... Oh, don't worry about messing it. around with this thing today. Oh, it's all good. Because as soon as you're ready, I'm gonna get your close up. I'm ready for my close up. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, you're taking the crown off. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> He's frozen right now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, because I was talking about, I think my last four goal, my four, last four goal game was like five, six, eight years ago. John is no longer frozen. That also matters. Yeah, the, the, this is another thing I've been dealing with with this thing. It's just it, it freezes quite a bit, unlike the laptop. So the connection right, well, for some reason. As long as we could always, as long as we could always hear you, there is the host of. The final buzzer with John Fokowski, Mr. John Fokowski. 
So, new platform, new way to uh, talk. So, sorry if I uh, come off a little, uh, a little distorted. I guess, if you will. No, nah, it's all right, Phil. Because this is uh we got a lot we're going to be talking about, and it's just good to hear you. Because we have, uh, we're going to be doing a trade deadline special on Monday. Going to be signing on probably about one o'clock, and it's breaking down some of the trades that have already happened as well as trying to go all the way to 3.30. Um, I keep saying, like, maybe 4 o'clock, but I mean, Mondays are a difficult day for me, so that's where the hard part is. But like I guess said before, whenever John can, you always check him out uh, after a Ranger game with the final buzzer. Speaking of the Rangers and the Islanders, they've been on St. Patrick's Day. Those poor security guards, guys. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day and a Ranger Islander game. There, was, there must have been 10,000 fights. But the Rangers right now sitting 38, 18, and 5. And their counterparts sitting in sixth place. They're 19 points out of the playoff spot with four games in hand. Um, Chris Kreider, 40th goal of the season. But the big story of that game were the goaltenders. They're just what a game between the two of them. Ilya Sorokin beating his good buddy. And I have this clip ready to go for us. Uh, just seeing if uh, they're just, that's an amazing save. That is a ridiculously amazing save. So guys, Anthony, I'll start with you since it, you, you texted it to me right away. What are your thoughts on the, on the Sorokin stick save? Um, I mean, it was like many of us said, it was just one of those saves where it's like, you know, did that really just happen? You can watch the replay and because when you first see it live, you're like, how did that not go in? You think, oh, maybe it hit the post or whatnot because you wouldn't compute that he would have saved that. Um, you know, when that play developed, I'm like, oh, well, one nothing Rangers. It is what it is. And then, you know, he got his stick on it. Um, and for me, it was the most impressive thing about it was that, um, you know, as you saw, he was off balance, like his knee bent behind him, which, by the way, had a heart attack. It's a good way to blow out a knee. Um, so despite it kind of being off balance, he still had the presence of mind to track the puck with his eyes and be able to extend his stick in the way he did. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was it was an incredible save, you know, made <laughs> number one ESPN top 10 plays for that night. Uh, and, uh, you know, that but that save was just the epitome of. Sorokin's game that night he's he's the reason why the Islanders ended up winning that game um you know he answered the bell numerous times the cry to break away is stopping Zabinajad um you know I'm sure he was juiced up to play his good buddy um they talked about in the pregame show um they're good friends I'm sure they you know they like they want to best each other friendly rivalry friendly uh, friendly rivalry um but yeah I mean that save was sensational it's really it's all you could say about it Just, you know get stick taps to Sorokin on that Filk, what can you do? Yeah, <laughs> that, you that do? sums it up. I mean, as as he watched it, also he's down. He's got the stick out. Usually, the desperation thing goalies do. He actually readjusts to bat it out. So that, that's that's ridiculous. There's just what can you do? It literally just sums it up. What can you do? <laughs> Well, how about the the goaltending matchup that we're going to be seeing probably for the next decade? Uh, I mean, this is what it's going to be. I mean, we're in for a treat, but 
Yeah, I, I want to see how a game looks without shitty officiating. Well, more on that right now. Yeah, because I want to talk about how great that game was. And then it has to end. And I got that video for you right here on that because it's... Oh, here's Chuck and Weedle trying to get out in front. He stopped. for Lindgren. Lindgren hit by Alstom. And Sezekis plays it out. Gets it back from Matt Martin. Lindgren without a stick. Sezekis moves in. Lost control. Takes a hit. Lines it around the boards. Heedle chips it out. 2.50 to go. In the third period, tied 1-1. Pullock. Blocked by Lindgren. Pullock again. And I have a slow motion version of that as well. Phil, I know you're chomping at the bit for it, so we're just going to watch you go off. Just completely inexcusable. I, I don't understand how these guys have jobs. I just don't. I don't know how you missed that elbow. I don't know how you missed the cross checks on Zibanejad and Strom. I don't know how you call Alexi Lafreniere for a slash on a stick check. I, I, bullshit. Absolute bullshit all night. Uh, I, I just, and it's been going on for a while. I don't get how a team that plays it the way that the Rangers do and in the way that the games are called today these days, the Rangers are generating that little amount of penalties in a game. And then you have crap like this. Like, you know what? Honestly, if you're going to put the whistles in the pocket, put the whistles in the pocket. But don't, don't be calling shit one-sided in a game like that. It's awful. They say that they don't want to, they don't want to, you know, in, or influence the outcome of a game. But you're all you're doing by doing what you did on Thursday night is doing that exactly. And yeah, sure, you could say Sorokin was great. He was, he was great. I mean, the Rangers could have scored on some chances, yeah. But I mean, like, how is it that a team like the Islanders that gets penalized as much as they do on a regular basis gets away with all that type of shit in one game against? I mean, I know Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, they've got Uncle Gary in their back pocket, so you don't have to worry about that. And, I mean, God forbid you criticize them. You're, you're fine for that. But I, I just I don't understand this shit anymore. I really don't, and it's annoying. And, honestly, if the Islanders go to overtime in that game, the Islanders are not a great overtime team, and they're dog shit in shootouts. What are they, three for 28 this year in shootouts? Anthony, three for 28. I heard this stat the other day. They're, they scored – Six shootout goals total the entire season, or was it? Yeah, they're 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 not a good shootout team this year. They're whatever it is. I I I don't know. Which is shocking because yeah. they've been a good shutout team for the last. Yeah, they have, they have, but this year they're just at par for the course, like everything else, right? Uh, yeah, it's whatever just... can go wrong went wrong for them, but it's just I I saw that. And I watched the, the 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 blood dripping off of Lingren's head. How do you miss that? How do you miss I that? Know. I don't know. It's that's you're that's right there saying. looking at it. Pick your head out of your ass and watch the fucking play. Basically. Simple. Yeah. Simple. Stop pulling tic-tac bullshit and call the blatant shit. It's not hard. But he, had, he had the puck. He had the puck. And again, like we were talking about it before we got on, 
Like, look at where Wallstrom's elbow is. That extends out. There are frames where it goes even further. Yeah, stuff like that happens all the time. But you know what? That's that. that that's that. No, no. They, they, it should have been. It should have been called. It's not why they lost. Mika Zibanejad leaving Kyle Palmieri all alone in front. That's that's bad. But you know, whatever. I mean, it ruins it ruins a great game. Cole, we should be that, talking about the goaltending matchup. But Anthony, your thought on that? I mean, I the referees. Um, it's really the story, kind of like every single game or, or year for that matter. Um, there's just inconsistencies, uh, missed calls, penalties that shouldn't be penalties. Um, you know. Uh, the, these guys have a kind of like a thankless job. You know, I, I would not want to be a referee. Um, you know, it's high pressure. You know, they're they're under a lot of pressure. Let's face it. You know, they they games move so fast. They miss things. They like I said, they call things that aren't really there. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, every team and you know whatever team you're a fan of, uh, or whatever teams are playing, I feel like um, you know every night there's a call that kind of screwed a team and it's just it's unfortunate but it's just the way it is you know, i, I can't even do this these ref needs to be better not on this way all right well um phil uh you got you're having some technical difficulties right yeah uh it, it, this connection is going to keep going i could try to do it on my phone but i don't even i don't know how all much right. better i'm gonna fare all right well it, uh, try to loot it up in your phone. I'll get the, the code for you in a second. And also, we're going to move on to talk some of the trades that just happened this weekend. Guys, what do you think? And did was the referees out uh, finish the outcome of the game? How about that Sorokin stick save? How about Igor Sisterkin? We never even mentioned him. He was great in this game. And, I mean, the goals that beat him, they earned it. And they were not flukes. So, good game on St. Patrick's Day. Throw it all down in the comments below. Don't forget to get, leave us a like, share, and subscribe. So, check it. All right. So, if you can, try to just go on your phone and put the. I, I, I mean, did. I'm saying check it. Oh, check it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Check, check, check it. Check, check, check it. Jesus Christ. This sucks. It's in the chat. All right. Let me throw in banner. And there he goes. All right. And and just like that, I was all alone. By the way, everybody, don't. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, by the way, everybody, uh, check out the trade deadline special. Uh, it's going to be at th the trade deadlines at three o'clock. Price stream it from one to four to make it a little bit uh, easier. And we got John back joining us again. And you look crystal clear and even more colorful. So, guys, a lot of news that happened this week. Yeah, uh, there, there were a lot of. Um, tectonic plates that shifted Tomas hurdle signing an eight year extension guys. Do we have the numbers on that yet? 
What? Or is it anybody? I know uh, total hurdle. It's eight yeah. years by eight one two six five. I think. All right, so that's a pretty good deal for Tomas Hurdle. Uh, then you have Frank Matrano acquired from the Panthers. The Panthers turn around and get Ben Sherratt from the Canadians. Cal Yarncrook. Oh, this is just a move that I look at and go, damn. Uh, the Flames are going to be real good. The move we're going to be talking about a lot of us is Tampa Bay getting Brandon Hagel from the Blackhawks. This one I actually had the uh, for two players and two first rounders. Brandon Hagel's worth four players. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I know he's signed, but wow. Uh, Claude Giroux not accompanying the Flyers on this road trip. And Robin Leonard could miss the rest of the season. Good news for your team. If you have a potential goalie situation, you might want to trade Islanders. All right. So, <laughs> Anthony, we'll start with you. What moves could you see coming next? Well, I think the most obvious one is Claude Giroux to either the Panthers or the Avalanche. Those are the two teams that are said to be in the final running for him. Um, you know, I Owen Tippett's being held out um, for the Panthers affiliate. Uh, so, you know, I, I would I think that the Panthers probably have the leg up. I had heard that he actually prefers Florida over Colorado. Um, so that's a move I could see happening, you know, by, you know, later today or tomorrow. I, I'd be surprised if it, if it goes out to Monday. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Giroux to the Panthers is probably going to happen um, sometime soon. Um, and just as Claude Giroux and the Florida Panthers, just scare. I mean, they're a scary team as it is. You add Giroux to that mix. Um, you know, to me, I know the Hurricanes are, you know, one of the better teams in the East, but I, I think the Panthers adding Giroux kind of propels them to the, the top. Um, I know they had the injury with Ekblad. I actually heard today that um, they said it's n actually not as bad as first feared, but he's still going to be out for a little bit. Um, but yeah, Giroux, I think the Florida is one of the moves I see coming next. Um, and I, I don't know which team it will be, but um, I think Hampus Lindholm's on his way out. You know, he's been held out uh, and he's the big get of the, of the trade deadline season for defensemen. He's, he's a really yeah. good defenseman can move the puck good in his own end. Um, I, he's been linked to St. Louis. He's been linked to Boston. Um, you know, I know LA was in the mix with Chikrin. I, I wonder if they can't get him if they if they turn their eyes to Lindholm. But then again, the Kings, Ducks, you know, a little bit of rivalry there. SoCal teams. I don't know if they'll they'll trade with each other, but um, those are the three teams I can maybe see Lindholm going to. Philk, what do you see in your crystal ball? Um. I don't see Patrick Kane and I don't see Alex DeBrinkett. I think Brian Lawton is blowing smoke out his ass there, even though I like Brian Lawton. Um, I don't think either of that is happening. I, I think Hampus Lindholm's definitely gone. Um, there might be a player that ends up unexpectedly being moved. Um, I wonder where he goes. I, I think the Rangers should be in on him depending on what the price is, a first rounder just seems too much for my liking. If that's it, if that's what they're really bet, uh, hell bent on, then no thanks. Um, Who was the player you said? Arturi Lekkonen. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why, but I, I have this feeling that the Rangers are not going to be in on Lindholm. 
but they're going to be in on Jacob Chikrin. And the reason I say that is just because of the fact that um, the vibe that I get is that they don't want to give up top prospects for rentals. And if they can go get Phil Kessel, fine. They could go get Alex Radulov, fine. They'll come deep. Price tags won't be high on them. But for some strange reason, I've got it. And this is just me. I could be totally wrong, but it's just a gut feeling. I think that they're in on Chikrin. I, I think they want to upgrade that defense. I think he fits into the contract structure. And um, especially if you can get Arizona to retain like a little bit of money on that. Because uh, they remember, they might have trouble hitting cap floor next season. They might always make deals like, you know, Shea Weber could help that. But, um, you know, if they retain on Jacob Chikrin for, you know, the next two years after this one, I mean, even a little bit, that that could definitely help them. That might up the price. But Chikrin would be a long-term investment for the Rangers and would help solidify the top six going for a while. So I, I don't foresee, like, any huge moves by the Rangers. They've been, they've been trying to keep everything cost-effective and not take on players with, with a lot of term. Jacob Chikrin kind of fits that category. And I've often, I often keep going back to this, and you guys have heard me say this at nauseum, but what are you getting this player for? Adam Fox is the top power play guy. He's the top defenseman. If you're telling me you're just getting Jacob Chikrin for five on five play and power play two, which plays 20 fucking seconds, then no, that's just dumb. And I got into this argument with guys uh, that, that I know uh, great, good friends of mine, but it was, it, it's, Oh, they should go get JT Miller. They really need another top six forward. Why? Well, if, here's the thing. I've, I've, I've said this before because the, the Rangers have a pending no. free agent coming on soon. Here, here's why. One, they're bottom five in the league in five-on-five offense. Two, they can't sustain offensive zone time in, their own, in, in the offensive zone. They have trouble generating scoring chances. They're one of the worst teams in the league at five-on-five and even strength offense. How the hell do you think that we do not need another top six forward? Because I... I look at it also and think power play. You, you're just going to end up wasting whatever. They get the Rangers go out and get Philip Forsberg. They're doing nothing with him. They're just sticking him five on five. Somehow Ryan Strom will get more ice time. Ryan Strom will get taken off that power play if they get Philip Forsberg. You best believe that. They need another right-handed shot for that power play. I'll leave it that. I mean, I love Philip Forsberg and all the ideas that, but. It's just no. Um, it, it's I and no need for Chikrin. How is there no need for Chikrin? This team's offense, it, this team's defense, I should say, is just awful. They they're one of the worst teams in the league at bleeding out five on our high danger scoring chances against. Jacob Chikrin is not only going to help offensively because you're not bringing in Jacob Chikrin to do what he did last year. What he did last year is an outlier. It's more than likely not being it's not being replicated again. He was shooting an 18%. What is at 18%? No one. It's not happening again. So if you're right. asking for that, that's where you're wrong. That's where you're starting off on the wrong foot to begin with. 
what you're doing is you're bringing in a guy that can play reliable top four minutes, eat them on the left-hand side, and then if you want to put him on a power play, you can. You don't need him to be Adam Fox. You don't need him to score 70 points in a season. And more than likely, if he's not doing that, he's not going to command 8 to $9 million a year as a defenseman anymore. I think a lot of the news still has to go with Capococco and what is going on with him. They still don't know what's going on. If you're not using him. Bring us the cup. No. no. But does anyone else bring us the cup right now? I think that's a very disingenuous question to ask. Well, I think it's just a question. Anthony, Chikrin to the Rangers, would that make any sense to you? Or would that move the needle? Um, I mean, yeah, it would. Um, I just, I just don't think that, um, he's the most pressing need for the Rangers. I actually read, uh, uh, Arthur Staples. I saw he wrote a piece in the athletic. I don't know if it was yesterday, yesterday or today, but it was on my Twitter feed today. So I read it. It was just, you know, Rangers deadline primer. What are we hearing? Um, you know, he didn't, he didn't mention Jacob Trickerin, you know, he mentioned Mark Giordano. Um, he mentioned Lindholm, but said it's probably a long shot, um, Nothing. I mean, I, I don't. It didn't seem like Chikrin is on is on the Rangers' radar. Um, I, you know, so I, I think the Rangers, if they make a move, uh, I could see them. He did mention Andrew Kopp, um, but you know, kind of unsure if Winnipeg would definitely would move him for sure. Uh, but it didn't seem like the, it's just not a move. I don't. I don't think the Rangers at the top of the list with Chikrin again. I, I think the Kings are heavily pursuing him. Um, Boston is pursuing him. Uh, so I, I don't think he'll end up in New York. I, yes, I think he'd fit. Um, I just don't think he's going to end up there. Ultimately. And a lot of people have been saying the Kings for a while, and the Kings got the need uh, for him. And I think yes. they got the prospects to give up. Yes. And Phil could get right back in there. I you kind of broke up on me when were you? Oh, were the speaking. Kings have the the Kings have a need for Chikrin, and they have the prospects to fill it. Sure, but they need forwards more than they do defense. They need defense, yeah, but their forward prospects going forward are not uh, – it's not a great group anymore. Or actually their defensive prospects, I should say, is not a great group. I'm sorry. But, I mean, I get it. Chikrin would help there. He and if, they would, if they would get him, I mean, yeah, going forward they would look nice. But what are they giving up to get him? Are they giving up Alex Turcotte? Are are they giving up Rasmus Kapari? What what are they what are they doing there? So, I mean, sure, if they want to kind of push forward their rebuild and kind of like half ass it, I guess. Sure, Boston makes a lot of sense, but what do they have to get him? Yeah, Jack Benica, John Beecher. What else? What else there? Because a lot of their guy, a lot of their young guys at the NHL level already really aren't all that impressive so far. I'm sure Jake DeBrusque might be in that deal, being that he had asked to be traded a while ago. Um, yeah, but Jake yeah, DeBrusque, probably. and he and he's not playing anywhere near, close to near his cap hit. He was pretty much waived. Uh, I mean, what where, what value does Jake DeBrusque have to a team at this point? Well, a team like Arizona, who who not really doesn't really have any aspirations to win soon. Uh, it's a body that can. <laughs> but we're talking about Arizona, not Boston. All right, oh, you know? so, yeah. All right. <laughs> we're not talking about um, uh, so that that doesn't even help and I, I keep seeing bottom six help us what the team needs yes but w- when you can't score goals bottom six isn't going to help you at five on five offense 
if you get top six acquisitions, you can move the ones that aren't doing the job right now down into the bottom six where they probably would succeed. Huh. <clears throat> Riding Hunt. Oh, sorry. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I I have had it with Dryden Hunt. I, I I can't say that enough. And it uh what's the state what's the latest on Vitaly Kratzoff? I mean, they're just it depends on what happens with Tractor in the playoffs. I mean, he can come back over. That yeah, that's not a, a, but what's what's the status of Tractor in the playoffs right now? Uh, I mean, I would have to take a look into that. I haven't really been following Tractor a whole lot. I'm not going right, to lie. I, we were talking last week that they may win that first-round playoff series. But uh, there's we were talking about this yesterday, guys. I got to bring this back up. Brendan Hangle going for two first-rounders, um, Radish, and I'm not even going to bother, uh, Kachuk or whatever. Is yeah. Brendan, Brendan Hangle is worth four players. I understand he signed for, I think, two more years. Yeah, 1.5. At, at 1.5 million. This is when I talk about what is this player going to bring? He's not getting any power play time. He's, he, I guess he might be. They were talking about him, comparing him uh, to Blake Coleman and Barkley well, Goudreau. Well, look, like, what, what is I Brendan Angle going to bring? Why is what he he's going to bring, I think, first, first, first and foremost, overpayment. Let's, let's, let's get that out of the way. Um, however, you know, He's got he's got 21 goals. I think a lot of that's a byproduct of who he plays with. However, look past that again. Um, I think the Lightning probably feel with the loss of guys like Yanni Gord, Blake Coleman, and to an extent Goudreau, um, but Coleman specifically and Gord, there were those high energy players who could chip in offensively, had speed, was and were kind of gritty. Um, I think they view Brandon Hagel as that type of player. Obviously, he's scoring, so check. Uh, and then they feel like he could also play on that, like an energy line um, and do other things. And I think they they realize they lost that whole third line that was so instrumental in winning, you know, the Cups. Um, and I think they're trying to gain a little of that element back. Uh, so I think that was the driving force um, behind that deal. Um, and as I mentioned you know, listen, I would hate to see it. Yeah, call it bitter. You know, they they, they, they beat my house twice in a row. Uh, but they're in a position where they could realistically win the cup for the third year in a row, which hasn't been done since my Islanders did it. So um, for them, I mean, they're not they're not worried about the future right now. Yeah, they, they traded two firsts, uh, you know, two younger players. But I think uh, especially Radish, I don't think he's going to be what they maybe thought or hoped he'd be. So I don't know if that's a huge loss, but um, – they're not concerned about the future. They, they're in their mind. They realistically have a window to win three cups in a row, um, and that's what they're focused on. So, uh, in that aspect, kudos to Breezewall. You know, he's 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 going for it, um, winner's mentality. But in the long run, I don't think it was a good move, and I don't think Hagel will be as productive for Tampa Bay as he was Chicago because I don't think Hagel's going to play at Braden Point. Um, I mean, sure, they, if they want to. If they want to give him every opportunity to keep scoring, maybe they do it. But um, I, I don't think he's going to be as productive. Philk, Brendan Hagel, too much, way too much. You you gave you gave up. You gave up the equivalent of what 
two first rounders and two second rounders for a, a, a third, like a middle six player that's really unproven. That's he's shooting at a high percentage too. So his production, more than likely, like Anthony said, is not sustainable on Tampa's bottom two lines. And then really, it depends on who he's playing with. Do they put him with Point? I highly doubt it. Point's going to play with Palat and Kucherov. That's going to be that line. Could he play with Stamkos and Sorelli? Possibly, but why would you do that? I mean, you're, you're bringing him in for depth. They need bottom six depth. So more than likely, he's not going to continue to do it. If that trade does not work out, they do not win the cup this year. That is what Amanti and Amanti for Noonan, uh, Amanti for Noonan and Mato would have looked like in '94 if the Rangers did not win the cup in '94. That's what that would have looked like. That's how bad this has the potential to be. So Brisbane is taking a big, big gamble. It's like the equivalent of being in a hand in Texas Hold'em and going all in on the turn, or actually all in on the flop, trying to chase a runner-runner straight flush draw. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's about what a 1%er. Chris was doing. And, and I get it. You've got the best goaltender in the world. You've got a really good defense. And you've got players up front. But that much for Brandon Hagel? Uh, I'm going to change a little bit of gears. We know about Ben Chirac going, but I still think this move right here, that's... So somebody try to convince me why the Calgary Flames aren't going to win the West. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got, I got, uh, I, I mean, done. if I'm, I guess if I'm trying to make a reach here, um, you know, I don't, I don't like their overall makeup of their six D. Um, I guess that's the one area where I can kind of nitpick, but um, that they could possibly get back Mark Giordano. I mean, boy, they got they got you know one of the best goalies in the league this year, um, Jacob Markstrom, uh, and then they could score. I mean, you got Lindholm, Gaudreau, uh, Kachuk, Majiapani. Um, you know, they're they're getting they're getting offense, uh, and that's not even including Monahan if he can ever kind of step up his game. Um, you know, and then you added Toffoli to the mix. Jan Croak, who is not a slouch offensively himself, but you know, also play, plays a really good defensive game. Um, you know, they they really they really got it all. So it's hard for me not to convince you of that, Mark. But I really like this trade for Calgary. I, I really do. Phil, this is like Ace King suited pre-flop, and they're just shoving all their chips in. Yes, can they lose and miss the hand? Like you said, they got to get it done. And it's just I, I'm looking at this and going. They're pushing it all in. The depth is good. Monaghan is really one of the biggest pieces for me in this whole thing because Calgary needs good center depth, and Sean Monaghan has not played like Sean Monaghan in about three years now. And that's the biggest thing. Johnny Gaudreau also has kind of a reputation for disappearing come playoff time. Yes. Um, so that's another thing. Can their offense get it done? I mean, they the difference now with Calgary as opposed to the last few years or so is that they don't have to rely on their offense. They play a real tough game now, 
and it's real stout defensively, and that's going to make them a tough out for any team in the West, whether it's Colorado, whether it ends up being Vegas, Dallas makes it, Vancouver, whoever the hell they have to play is going to be in for a long series. And Jacob Markstrom being in net makes the big difference because that their goaltending has been suspect for years. So they've addressed defense, they've addressed goaltending, and could could I see Calgary look to reacquire Mark Giordano? Yeah, I actually could. I, I think it's very possible. Um, I would rather the Rangers beat them to the punch, but um, it, it, it's possible. And I, I'm pretty sure if Giordano is traded, that'd probably be at the top of the list of places that he'd probably like to go if uh, if he's dealt. So, yeah, um, Toffoli's been really good for them as well. Um, he had scoring and playoff experience. But I, I still do worry about the offense from them uh, come playoff time. And like I said, because everything everything goes around Johnny Gaudreau. If Johnny Gaudreau shits the bed in the playoffs, that team's screwed. So We're going to go with uh, one more piece of news that I broke down at the beginning of this. And then I'm going to ask one question to you guys. And we're going to wrap up the trade deadline discussion. Guys, Robin Leonard being out uh, possibly for the season. Uh how does that change the goalie market? Marc-Andre Fleury, you think he could go back there? Is it Simeon Varlamov, the guy that's going to go over there? I kind of made the joke about that originally. Uh, could could they actually have any interest in Alexander Georgiev for real? And he's still on the trade deadline moves. I have no idea how. But, Phil, start this one. Well, Frank Saravalli just did his podcast, I think it was yesterday, and um, he mentioned that the Rangers are actively trying to move Alexander Georgiev. Um, for Vegas, this also happened. Yes. Yeah, so that's not good either. Um, I, think they, that, I think that was actually Thursday night. Yeah, so they, they could end up uh, missing the playoffs. That's not good for Vegas. Um, Leonard, it's just a lot of things that are happening at the wrong time for this team. And now, I don't know if they, I, I don't know if Vegas burned their bridge with Mark Andre Fleury. I, I think he always knew that it, had, it was going to come to a point where he was going to be the one moved. And it was at the end of his career anyway. Um, is it possible that he ends up going back there? Maybe. I don't know if Semin Varlamov moves the needle for them, though. I really don't. I, I I still think Mark Andre Fleury is a better goaltender for them uh, at this point than Semyon Varlamov, and I, I honestly I don't know if there's anything that can help that. Now they're in a free fall. They are in a free fall, and they're losing guys. Mark Stone's not coming back anytime soon. Jack Eichel's now hurt. Um, yeah, it, it things are things are looking real bad in Vegas. Anthony Semyon Varlamov, can he be another des another former Islander destined to go to Vegas? Um, I get what Phil's saying about Varlamov not moving the needle for him, but right now their goaltenders are Logan Thompson and Lauren Prasat, whose save percentages are both sub nine. So Semyon Varlamov, if Leonard out for the whole season, Semyon Varlamov is a huge upgrade over those two guys. That so, goes without saying, but you're you're missing the point though. You think Semyon Varlamov is going to carry a free-falling team to the playoffs? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting at. They still, 
Yeah, I mean, they're struggling, but I mean, they are talented enough still, even with their injuries of Marsha So and Riley Smith, um, that I, I think, you know, they can hold on and make the playoffs. But um, the, it really comes down to whether or not Vegas is desire to being in the spot they're in. Do they still kind of want to go, quote unquote, all in despite everything and how they're playing right now? Um, and try to really force some ways in the playoffs, or do they just let the chips fall where they fall and see if they could do it by by standing pat? And if they miss, they miss. However, their mo ever since they came into the league and had that success is they've always been a team that they go for it regardless of the situation. Um, you know, they've if you look at their history, they have traded pretty much every first round pick they have take they, they, Cody Glass, Suzuki, Brandstrom. Um, uh, Pey- Peyton Krebs. They literally have traded the majority of the guys they've picked in the first round to get that name player or or to you know get that impact player. So and if, if they, they didn't trade the first round pick, they traded the first round pick. Yes, yes, yes. Here's a crucial but, piece of context that we're leaving out here. Who's the Islanders' starting goaltender right now? The thriller, Ilya Sorokin. How do you expect somebody? That's a backup. That's on the downline, the back nine of his career to come in and be the starter and help resurrect a free falling team in the standings in that type of playoff race in the West. Well, here's where I, I, I don't think I get what you're saying. It's an upgrade. Yes, that that goes without saying. But do you realize how low the bar is set by saying it's an upgrade? Come on, man. Like we're we're. We're talking about having a guy coming in. Like, if, if we were talking about Marc-Andre Fleury, okay. Marc-Andre Fleury is having a respectable season with the dumpster fire in front of him that is the Chicago Blackhawks. That and thing is winning as a trophy winner. Miles an hour. But you can't expect Varlamov to be the, the answer. I get it. He's proven. But, I mean, he's not even having a great year, and he's the backup. Now... I'm going to close. I'm going to close with a question, but I want to just close this topic off by saying this. He's the second best option on the market right now. That's the reason why I keep going back to him because it's, it's not flurry. And then it's Varlamov. I don't think your is number three. I keep looking at the, the trade bait boards. Who the hell knows who's number three at this point? Exactly. And the last goalie to make a difference at the trade deadline was, uh, Dwayne Rollison back in 2006 for the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, most of the guys that have made it on the trade deadline, the goalies are tough to get at the deadline and everybody keeps forgetting that one. So guys, we're going to have to put on our ridiculous hats. What is a bold move that you see and make a bold trade? Absolutely. Go nuts. One trade. Nobody's going to see coming. Anthony, I'm going to start with you. Ooh, put me on the spot here. Um, okay. I wish I was Filk right now. Ah, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, bold move. Um, uh, I I have one. Go ahead, Filk. Mark Andre Fleury to the Washington Capitals. Wow. Yeah, um, I think Washington might be a little uneasy with the idea of 
Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek as their two guys in the playoffs. Um, the question is, does Marc-Andre Fleury wave to go to Washington? But um, I have a feeling he might have one little more competitive run in him. So he says yes, he goes, and he helped the Capitals in the first round. So um, I don't know if the Capitals go far beyond that, but um, he could help them win a playoff round. Anthony, you got one yet? <laughs> no, you go, Mark. <laughs> All right. I've been trying to think of different ones. Hampus Lindholm to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, but I'm going to go with this one. This is my crazy move. First off, by the way, Claude Giroux accepts the trade to go to the Florida Panthers. Sunday, conversations do not go or do not go as expected. And the Colorado Avalanche acquire Philip Forsberg. And there is my bold prediction. So, All right. Wow. Because um, okay. Colorado wants to go big game hunting. And if they lose out on Giroux, they're going to pivot. And which is what Ross always says on, uh, on, on friends. So pivot, but they'll <laughs> go right to for, uh, Forsberg. All right. I got it. Um, nice. So Dave Peniotto at the fourth period uh, has Tyler Bertuzzi on his, you know, list of whatever 30 players that could get traded. Um, second, second in Detroit in points, having an actually really good year despite not being on the play in Canada. Um, you know, I don't think he'll be moved, but he's on there for a reason. I'm going to say that the, the Minnesota Wild needs some more offensive firepower, uh, and they add Tyler Bertuzzi uh, to help Kirill the thrill out and give him some more os- offensive depth. Wow. Uh, he's he's got, but he's got a, a decent contract, right? Yeah, he's he's got like yeah, he's, five and a half. Yeah, he's he's signed. He's signed for a while. That's amazing because I didn't you know. I, I he's he's one of those guys that look at every single year and think, geez, he he could help out my team, but uh, instead, yeah, you know, no, got one year after this, and then he hits unrestricted free agency, but he's only making four point seven five million. Wow, that's that's great. Not that, a lot. That is, that is that is great. By the way, what do you guys think? You guys have some bold predictions of the playoffs? We uh, or the the trade deadline, I should say. Uh, we had the Philip Forsberg to the Rangers, and I mean that's I could see Dolan making the Rangers do that this week. So, you got any other predictions? Throw it down in the comments below, and of course, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, guys. We're going to do some bar talk and then get right back to trade talk. I'm going to take a shot on this one. I'm going to say beer. I'm buying everybody around on this. Oh, my God. Guys, welcome back to Big Apple Hockey Bar Talk, where we gauge our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice of drink. Are you so confident you're buying everybody around? You just, you're really not that confident. You just want a shot or just because I'll take a beer. Why not? What the hell? So, and I got John back in, but, uh, Phil, I'm going to start with you as soon as actually, you know what? I'll wait (laughs) and start with me. I can always start with you. All right. Yeah. The New York Islanders will not move anyone whose last name begins with a B. Uh, 
you know, beer. Um, you know, you're you're putting up on a tee for me here with uh, you know, Bailey Bovillier, some guys have been, you know, in the rumor mill in the rumor mill. Um, you know, they're they're an intriguing team. Um, you know, I, I, a couple of weeks back in his thirty two in his thirty two thoughts, Friedman said that he one he was one quoted executive said that teams are petrified and, and admitting if they're talking to Lou about anything. So um, you know, I don't know. Um, I think Cal Clutterbuck's getting a lot of interest around the league just because the style of games he plays. He's um, gone. And yeah, I, I think I think he might be gone. He, he's perfect for a playoff team. Um, so I could see him going. Um, I'm still I'm despite our last discussion, I still am on the fence about Verlamov. I think that can go either way. Um Bovillier, that'd be more of a hockey deal. Um, and Lou could do it. You know, he could easily make a hockey trade with somebody involving Bovillier. Um, and then Bailey, there has been some discussion about him, but my gut says that he doesn't move either, maybe in the offseason. So um, I'll go beer, but uh, I will say if I had to predict right now, I'd say Cal Clutterbuck uh, will probably be an ex-Islander by 3 p.m. on Monday. Philk. I definitely do not see anybody trading for Cal Clutterbuck uh, unless the Islanders are retaining on that. And I don't even know. They what always the- will take bottom six for uh, bottom six forwards. Cal Clutterbuck himself he's he's just trash at this point straight trash but um i i'm gonna say beer to this um because i again i don't know who deals for josh bailey uh i i i hear the arguments about oh well his playoff numbers are good okay well who have his playoff numbers come playing with you know well and it's only been in two postseasons so I, i'm not buying josh bailey as a difference maker um, I think a hockey trade for Anthony Beauvillier would be far more likely. And I don't even think that's likely. So I'm, I'm going to say beer. I'm bordering on shot on this, but I'm going to say beer. I'm going to go beer. And the reason why is because I do think that uh, Bailey could go somewhere. His contract kind of makes it a little bit more that it's going to be a draft day deal. So that's the way I'm just going to go with on that. Philk. We're going to channel our inner uh, Ilya Brzezgailov for a second. The New York Rangers will make a humongous big major move at the deadline. Uh, I'm see beer. Uh, I'm bordering on shot. I don't see it happening. Um, I would like to see them do something crazy just because chaos would be fun. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, like a Philip Forsberg out of nowhere, something like that would be ridiculous. But um, I don't see it happening, so I'm going to go with beer. Anthony? Yeah, um, major, to me, the way you've worded, kind of like example, like Patrick Kane or something like that. I, I don't I don't think a move of that magnitude is going to happen. Um, I think they very well might add a Ricard Raquel, who Staple mentioned today, or, or Mark Giordano. Um, those aren't major moves, but I, they're solid moves that I think would help the Rangers. Uh, but as far as this major move, I'm going to go shot. And there he is right there. Now we actually got, since it's a two person thing, it's not, it's a three person thing. The shot glass isn't covering up Phil's face like it was the last couple weeks. Sometimes it matched the expression. I'm going to go shot too. Uh, the reason why is because I just, I, I don't see that move. That's that's going out there. And I know they have Ryan Strom as a pending UFA. That's been talked about that 
that they could end up that they got to figure out what the contract situation was him. Ryan Strom is getting moved at the deadline, no matter what. Uh, somebody was mentioning that the other day, and I'm like, no, nah, it's not happening. But no, I mean, I do have to say this, and I only got 13 seconds to make this. If the Rangers re-sign Ryan Strom at six and a half million, you might as well trade away Kako and Lafreniere. <laughs> so, because what do you? They have no purpose on the team anymore. I'll go jump off the bridge. Yeah. All right. Guys, Alexander Ovechkin passing Yarmar Yager couldn't have come at a worse time. I'll start this one off and buy everybody around because I I don't think it's it's a little bit of current events, Anthony. And it's a little bit of yeah, he's kind of not been talking as much. But you know what? It, it's it's just it it sucks, but on the other hand, at least it happened in Washington. That was the one good thing that happened with this. So I'll go to you, Anthony. I mean, I kind of get what you're referencing, but, but, you know, shot. Um, okay. I think uh, it was a great moment. Even came against my Islanders and I, I enjoyed the moment, how everyone came off the ice. Um, you know, the video of Yager afterwards reminding him that he's not, he's not officially retired, joking around to come back to the NHL. <laughs> um but no, nah, listen, it's an incredible accomplishment um, that we've been able to watch over this long and see him become the third time leading scorer goals, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. Great moment. Uh, good for Ovi. Uh, good for longtime Capital fans. It's, uh, it's a shot for me. Hopefully he keeps climbing. All right. Phil. I'm going to say beer because I kind of get what you're getting. But, uh, at it, but again, Keep politics the hell out of sports, please. For just yeah. keep politics. This guy enjoy his moment. He has nothing to do with what's going on over there. He has nothing to do with any of this. He's an incredible player. He's going to go down as probably a top 10 to 15 player of all time, depending on who you talk to. And, and just let the guy enjoy his damn moment. Let him continue to chase Gretzky, and hopefully, if he does end up breaking Gretzky's record, we don't have to worry about you know what's going on over there and all the situation is resolved by them because that would be one of the biggest things for hockey break Gretzky's record. It would it would mean so much exposure for this, and having something like that going on during all this, and uh, just keep the pot. Out of sports, please. Right, and it, it's the the NHL is, and NHL fans are getting robbed of one of the best personalities in the game right now because of things that's happening. So uh, again, it's just the reality of life, unfortunately. Guys, uh, oh, I, I never flashed that on Thursday on Tuesday night. And by the way, he just went. He he caught it like just back of. Backhand, forehand, and then bar down. I mean, what chance did Varlamov had? The Toronto Maple no, Leafs. That, oh, that was the, the, the shot. The shot off the face-off. Yeah, the shot off the face-off. He caught the puck, and then he went he quickly got to his forehand, and then bar down. Oh, I thought you were talking about, like, a net mouth goal. I was like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it was no, great. It was- Basically. But going back to this, the Toronto Maple Leafs will fall to a wild card spot, and that's a good thing. Anthony, um, I'm going to say 
I'm gonna say shot. I think they I think they fend off Boston. They they finish third and in, in the Atlantic. Um, and it, I don't also think it would be a terrible thing if they fell to a wild card spot because you know that means they would they would draw the um, uh, I mean likely the Panthers or or the Hurricanes in round in round one and I think both those teams would would wax Toronto in a seven game series. Uh, honestly, I think I think t- if stands now Tampa Bay the two three matchup, I think Tampa Bay would wax them too. So um, I think you no, know, I think regardless of their situation, I think Toronto is in a I think Toronto's in a bad bad shape. Um, but I, I do think they they stay in second in the Atlantic. All right, and Phil. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm gonna say shot here too. I I think Matthews is hot right now to let that happen. They still have the big four. I still think they're going to go make a move, and I think that's going to help. I don't, I don't know about goaltending. I don't know if the goaltending is going to help. I, I, I hate to say Alexander Georgiev to the rescue, but I mean, if Toronto doesn't want to give up a lot for a goaltender, there would be the guy. Um, I, I don't think, I, I think he could help as a starter somewhere, and he would be an upgrade. Um, he could also be one of those tandem type guys. Um, with Campbell because Campbell's obviously hit a wall. Like his workload is just, it's too much. He can't handle the workload. So I'm going to, I'm going to say about this. I, I, I phrase this question like this for a reason and I'm still not sure. Cause then they avoid Tampa, but then I'm not sure that Tampa's not going to get the number one seed. I'm not sure who's going to get the number one seed. Cause there's a three dog fight for that right now. And I'm gonna say shot that it's a that they're gonna fall to the wild card and that it's a good thing. I think they might fall to the wild card anyway. Boston's coming. Boston is coming, and it's not a good thing because, I mean, out of all the teams I, I kind of view the weakest out of the 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 top tier teams, it's Carolina. What is the move that Carolina makes at the deadline? They're gonna like, do something. I think they're gonna do something. I, I don't I don't know what that is, um, but. I think they're going to make a move. You yeah. want to, you want a bowl for? Oh, here we go. And hurricanes. That one makes more sense to me. You know, uh, Dreger tweeted earlier about that there with the Predators that um, there's been like a little bit of like positive movement with the talks between Forsberg and Nashville. Um, you know. I, I don't think he's I, being that they're in a playoff spot and everything. I don't think he's going to be traded. I think he's going to stay with Nashville through the deadline, but it would be, it would make for some excitement and something to talk about if he was moved, but I don't, I don't think he's going to be moved. I, I know this. He wants to stay in Nashville. Yeah. That's what Pat Pagnota said too. Also that both, both sides do have a desire to make it work. Um, but you know, and you know, the, uh, there's a different reason for that too, that I can't help but want this to happen. And that's, we, we talk about players and loyalties to franchises and, and such, and sometimes the franchise is loyalty to players too. But And then it's a business, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, uh, Forsberg has been a, a Panther now since, I, I think, the 2014 Panther, season. Panther, you mean Predator? Oh, that's what, sorry, that's what I meant to say. Thank you. Jo- <laughs> uh, you know, him, and Justin, him and Justin Huberdeau. But it's just... <laughs> 
Justin Huberto. Um, but it's it's one of those. I, I'd love to see one guy just stick with the franchise forever, and just you, go through their goods, they go through their bads, and like Joe Pavelski when he went to the the Stanley Cup Finals with the Sharks, and it's it and it, it's great that he's playing on his second team right now. But it's just kind of would like that. I got to be staying. Guys, last topic, and then we're going to talk about some more stuff. The Vancouver Canucks will make the playoffs. I'm rooting for them, uh, but unfortunately, it's just the beer. I'm going to flash the standings on that in a second. And the reason why for that, obviously, the reason to root for them, man, Bruce Boudreaux is such a <laughs> – everybody loves Bruce Boudreaux. But you look at those numbers, Vegas has one more game than Vancouver. Dallas has played two games less than Vancouver. And Vancouver is third in those points. So, Philk, go to you. Vancouver, can they make the playoffs? I want to buy a round, but I can't because I think Dallas is going to take that last spot. I think Mirror Haskin is going to come back. I think the way that Robertson, Pavelski, and Hintz are all playing right now is just too much. Um, I, I, I just think that Dallas is a better defensive team. I, I like Thatcher Demko more than either like either of Dallas goaltenders, but I, I just don't know if it's enough in Vancouver. I really don't. So uh, I'm, I'm going to say beer, but I think Dallas. Anthony, uh, like like Philk, I I want to go round. I'm rooting for him. Um, the three points out, so definitely entirely possible. Um, but yeah, I I, I think. I think I like I think I like Dallas more than I like Vancouver for reasons he stated. Um, I mean, Jason Robertson's playing great. Uh, hence, um, Pavelski defying you know aging, uh, still producing the way he's playing. And can you imagine if Sagan and Ben can turn back the clock and like actually play good hockey? I mean, that would probably seal a deal for the Stars. But um, yeah, I, I I think Dallas. Gun to my head's gonna squeeze in, but I, I would really like to see Vancouver. I, I like a lot of their players. I like Quinn Hughes a lot. Um, I like Brock Besser. I love Elias Pettersson and Bo Horvat. Um, and I like Bruce Boudreau. Uh, so you know, I hope they get in, but I'm going beer instead of uh, going with my heart and saying round. I always go back to that first twenty four seven for uh, HBO when and they were Bruce doing Bruce Boudreau first storm. Oh, God, he was cursing up the blue streak. But the thing is, he was really the star that they made out of that show. I know that they were trying to promote Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin. But, man, everybody loved Boudreau after that. Yeah, and it's funny because it looks like the happiest, nicest old little man. But he's got, like, the worst (laughs) up on him in the world. (laughs) Which is great. And it's great because when he was on NHL Network, none of that. Um, but yeah, you, you, you can't help but root for this team, especially the fact that I think all of us, we, at the beginning of the year, we would have thought Travis Green would still have this job right, right now. And, uh, but this is what a great coach does. He took that, that roster that, uh, uh, Jim Benning put together and now look at, look at, it's completely reshaped and Jim Rutherford, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a move to try to improve their team either. They got. 36 hours to do it. I was so, about to surprise the brother hasn't because he's usually the early bird special before the trade deadline. Like, other brand. 
Yeah. Like so, he's done that a lot. Da, so Darren, um, Darren Dreger just tweeted a little bit ago. He said trade talks in Anaheim have intensified around Hampus Lindholm. As always, leave room for a surprise club to land him, but the St. Louis Blues and Boston remain prime contenders. Oh, the St. Louis Blues getting Hampus Lindholm would yeah. be the replacement that they have been looking for Alex Petrangelo yeah. for, what, two seasons now? Oh. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Tory Krug Ooh. hasn't been that. But, by the way, we're going to go right back to that right now. But first, let's close this out. Guys, what do you think? Uh Vancouver Canucks, can they make the playoffs in this situation? Toronto Maple Leafs fall into a wild card. Humongous big move for the New York Rangers. And the Islanders moving a player whose name begins with a B. So and one last thing, everybody in the NHL change their name to Justin so that Mark can't screw up their names? <laughs> no, because they need, you need a, you need a Bodie or a, a Brody or Marty. They, they, they all got to get in there. Oh, <laughs> Hey Leo, how are you doing? Bye. Hi Leo. Hey Z, I'll be probably see you this week. And I'm gonna be going to Arizona for my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, I can't can't get 50 days with the same girl, but I can, or <laughs> or 50 minutes at times. But it's just like you know they they're making it 50 years. How long are you married, Anthony? Um, will be seven years in August. <laughs> I was at that. Right. Wow. First off, good for you. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I, th- I thought Mark was Justin Williams this entire time. <laughs> no, no. Um, Justin Williams ruined my last name for, for two weeks. Thank you very much. Um, I would have ruined it long. <laughs> at least oh, Oh, that's not good. <laughs> I was about to highlight that Jeez. one too. That's a low blow, Dave. That's a low <laughs> blow. Man, I, I'm rough on him, but holy crap, that was bad. Oh, please. That one was a layup. <laughs> I mean, you did walk into it, but. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, yeah. not you just walk into it. You, you were like the birds in the Windex commercial where you flew into the glass door that you couldn't see. Phil, how about this one? Look at course. Justin Laviolette. Wow, he first try. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes no, sometimes I move the L around. Laviolette. Laviolette. It's an easy name. Yeah. (laughs) Um okay. Um, Leo here, Leonardo. I, I'm going to call you Leonardo just because I'm a huge Ninja Turtles fan, but no, nothing. Uh, guy. I, I was always a Michelangelo guy, but, um, everybody yeah, loves Michelangelo. Le- Leonardo is, uh, definitely, uh, where we're going to go. Cause Leonardo is awesome. But, um, hearing from a friend that are, that the Rangers are finalizing to get Radulov and heard that it's Gauthier and a pick. Um, I, I, I'm not gonna try to slam you, Leo. I I don't know, I don't know the reliability, so I don't want to uh, say anything there. But um, I, I mean, I hope that's right. That would be awesome. So I I'm reading this one. Edmonton Oilers are reportedly. Oh wait, hold on. I, 
Oh, uh, never mind. That's all a spoof thing. Uh, it was <laughs> Edmonton Oilers were uh, reportedly interested in Greg the Keg, <laughs> but they're holding out for a franchise center. How did you not think that was a spoof? Well, I started I started out with that, but oh my god, Mark. I was a Raphael guy, now just a Paul Heyman guy. We're all Paul Heyman. <laughs> Justin Radilov. Yeah, that that'd be an interesting name for have heard not heard one that one hearing jury is really going all right az you're gonna have to reword that are you hearing that they're going for giordano is that what you're saying there sorry what is too much to pay for giordano uh yeah i don't know i don't know who? Oh, this is a good one from Grant. Who's the dangerous prospect that will be willing to trade for a rental? I, I probably be. I'd be willing to move Vitaly Kravtsov if it's a high end rental. Um, if it's lower end, I, I'd rather cap that at Matthew Robertson. I, I don't want to move Matthew Robertson necessarily, but that's like the 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 most I would you know. Glory pie and Nami. Drury not going to overpay for rentals. Yeah, that's that is true. Um, I think they have massed amount of draft, a good amount of draft picks. So I wouldn't be surprised at draft picks and what's the center of that. Yeah, that we got with this, Anthony. What would be uh, as we're going through some questions? If let's let's make you Lou again. Let's pretend it's an honest press conference. Oh, big Lou. Yeah. So what is your strategy then for next week, for the, for the next two days? Um, you know, I, I think, I think for, again, the Islanders don't really have many rentals to sell. Like, you know, Chara, which surprisingly enough, there's been a lot of interest in, but um, Chara at this point in his career, he's ready won a cup. Um, unless he specifically tells Lou he wants to chase another one. He's going to stay. Um, Char picked the Islanders for a reason. It's close enough to where he's still somewhat close to, you know, quickly go see his family who are still in Boston. So um, I don't know if Chara um, wants to go anywhere because of that. Um, and again, you know, Andy Green, but I don't know how much interest in him there is. Uh, they said yesterday, Zach Parise said he wants to stay with the Islanders, how much he's enjoying it. Again, um, you know, I don't know if he would – it would be up to him. I don't think he even wants, I don't think he wants to move right now. So um, again, it might make, might make Lou's job easy. And the fact that all, a lot of his rentals, you know, either a, there's not much interest in, or they want to stay. So that really leaves Clutterbuck. And, you know, I know, you know, I, I share some of the the sentiments Phil has on him, but despite that um, there's still a significant amount of teams who are interested in him. And um, you know, if, if, if Lou gets the right offer, you got to move him. So, yeah, if I'm Lou, basically just kind of, you know, if teams come calling on my players, if they offer enough to entice him, then pull the trigger. So he doesn't, he doesn't have to do anything really. He 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 can he can not do a damn thing on Monday. Yeah. He doesn't have to do anything. There's this no one- year was what I was gonna say. <clears throat> he literally can just sit back and let people come to him. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't go crazy if I'm low at this point. Um, 
I mean, unless somebody, you know, gives you an offer to overpay on Josh Bailey, because we've seen a bunch of stupid general managers come out. Um, I think Josh Bailey's best chance to move is actually at the, at the draft. Yeah, just because his he's got term on his deal and he's he's got he, I mean, it's not a small contract, but it's not a large one. I'd say it's a significant contract if you want to call it that. I mean, we're we're gonna really significant miss. for a guy with three goals of the season. Yeah, it's just too. It, I I think it's too much for a guy that gives you the type of production he's given. You. So I'm, I'm not sure if he's moved right now. Maybe like you said in the off season. But um, I'm Lou. Sit back. Let let people come to me. This is a good one, though, because uh, I was talking about this on Twitter the other day. Um, John Potvin uh, just uh, unexpectedly passed away out of nowhere. Rest in peace. Mm. Um, and I I didn't hear the chant because, you know, obviously, Mark, you knew my situation. But um, if if there were any Potvin sucks chants on Thursday night, then that's completely disrespectful. Um, I think it's time for this chant to finally be killed. And it, it, I know it's like the boomer generation says, no, we love this chant of tradition. Then it's like the millennials and Gen, Gen Z or whatever you want to call them. Um, they're like, no, what, well, get rid of it. And then there are people in the middle. It, it, it's enough. It should have been retired when he retired. Um, it, it's it's stupid. It, it, um. I'm not for retiring the chant. I'll, I'll go with that one. Yes, I understand everything you just said, and and just to just to say it for the fans that did say it, because I know Cora is saying that sadly he heard it. They weren't saying Jean Potvin. Doesn't even matter. Dennis Potvin goes. They're still going to do it. It doesn't matter though. Potvin is his brother. I mean, regardless if they didn't say Jean Potvin, this is irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, no, look, they've gone one day without doing it. Dennis's brother. Yeah. Yeah, Dennis's brother. Uh, you know, trust me, you, you have so many Simpsons quotes, movie quotes, and sports statistics. You're going to end up saying Justin every now and again. Yeah. Um, I, it's just, y- yes, it, it can be changed. It's been changed once. Uh, it, it was from Mike Keenan when they decided to do Keenan sucks. But no, it's, um, <clears throat> I, 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 that's the only reason why I just say you, you don't have to change it. But is it time for the change? Yeah, it could change. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Wouldn't be against Wilson sucks, but and basically he's or the same could, thing. You could change it to the name of the team that's playing them sucks. I don't know. Single yeah. somebody else. It's it's just stupid. Yeah, I mean, but now Potvin's embraced it. So yeah, but Potvin... it's be done 15 million times against the Winnipeg Jets on a Tuesday <laughs> night. Like oh yeah, but I still can't help but 90, like doing 90, it. 90% of the people that are chanting it don't even know who Dennis is anymore. <laughs> well, well, right. well, it's, it's not first off, I'd still rather do pop and sucks than yes, yes, yes. The yes, yes, yes <laughs> is lame and it's cringe because they stole it from a WWE wrestler. Oh my god. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But I mean, look, I, I and again, and they ask Poppin about it, he goes, they're always saying popping cups. So it's, yeah, yeah. My cousin says it's Poppins cups. There it is, Shepard. So, um, and yeah, th- this right here is apples to oranges. If you if we didn't win the cup, you think the owl shit. It's apples to oranges. There's no reason to even bring that up. So, 
Well, and by the way, the also answer is no. No. We would have been it, it, we it, still it, heard that in our sleep. The orange situation. It just it's time to move on. The tired for 30, what, 35 years almost now? 35 years. Get it a rest. Actually, it's it's, it's worse. It's 40 years. No. It's like started in the 80s, early 80s. <clears throat> so. No, I'm saying Dennis retired in 87 or 88. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got that. Phil, did you see the one uh, regarding Patrick Nemeth? Yeah, I, I, I saw that question from uh, Grant. It's actually a good one. Um, has he been better? Yes. Is he still bad? Yes. Has he killed a goaltender I mean, recently? No. No. I mean, that's, I guess, a good part, but it just... We're he's he's uh, you know, yeah. We're setting the bar really low here. Um, I mean, he's played. He's definitely there's a definitely a noticeably a, a noticeable uptick in his play. So, I mean, so yeah. Uh, but again, I think some fans are you know, and this kind of sums it up. Better doesn't always mean good, but you know. I don't know. It just I, I think that we I think that we need to to stop overrating players. I think this fan base has a tendency to do that with some New York New York fan bases have a tendency to do that. I can't tell you how many Yankee prospects I've known throughout the years. I thought Ricky Leday was gonna be the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> Ricky right. Leday. Uh, I remember yeah. Greg Jeffries was the next big thing, buddy. So yeah, it yeah but he was. But by the way, he was at least the number one ranked prospect according to uh, Baseball Magazine. That for two, he was like Roberto Luongo for as far as that went. And then he yeah. just didn't and, mesh and in the locker room. Up, and what ended up happening? Lots of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just lots. Yeah. I mean, at least it wasn't. Um, Scott Casimir changing the radio from what I heard, or the better story is uh, him buzzing the tower on Jeff Wilpon. So yeah. last thing's village. There's another one. All right, never mind, David. Never mind that one. How about Alex Escobar? Uh, Remember him, Philip, Philip Humber. Philip Humber. Philip Humber has got a perfect game to his record, at least. So, yeah. I mean, what what what, what else? Just, what else? What else can you say about his career off the top of your head? He was traded for Johan Santana. What else can you say about his career off the top of your head? Uh, uh exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Damn it. He's got yeah. a perfect game. He was traded for Johan Santana. There we go. There's two things. Generation K. Uh, yeah. The best one that came out of Generation K was actually Bobby Jones. Um, Phil, answer this one. And we're going to go pro- – yeah, you already clicked it. We're probably going to go another 10 minutes, guys, because it's um, – yeah, we got we got a packed day for all of us. I, I got I got some stuff I got to do too, so I'll probably – Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're rotating around our schedule right now to we'll do what's best for the three of us. I mean, because the show works best when it's the three of us. And uh, – Yeah. Yeah. So it's – it's, And it's, a lot of things have been shifting. Yeah, I don't think Keandre Miller Miller's is overrated. I think he's rated where he should be. Uh, uh, you know what? Actually, I shouldn't say overrated. 
because he can't do any wrong. And if you do wrong, there are some people that will come out and try and say that you're racist against him, <laughs> which is stupid. Yeah. It's, uh, I, just, I, I really have. Um, uh, he has games here and there where he looks really good. But the majority of his games, you're just like, what are you doing? And I like he's oh uh, gotten heard from, you know, offense to defense at a at a later age in his life. He's only been playing defense for like five years. But Zach Jones converted around the same exact time. And Zach Jones is a better defender. And Zach Jones breathes the wrong way, and he's in Hartford. Keandre Miller goes out and makes anywhere from two to four egregiously bad mistakes per game. One or two of those that end up in the back of the net and still gets to play. So, uh, yeah. And you know what? And these people are going to say, oh, he's a pup. He's only going to get better. What if he doesn't like Brady Shea did? Yeah, what if he plateaued like Brady Shea? Said this about Brady Shea and Brady Shea got worse. Brady Shea was never the same after that game too as – as everybody always likes to remember, no, nobody likes to remember it. I'll say it: the Jean Gabriel Pajot game. And um, I do. It's just he. Ever since then, it hasn't been the same. Anthony, I want to go back to you on the other question: Who was an Islanders prospect that was highly touted that you just like? This guy isn't going to go anywhere. Uh, Justin Mapletoft. Um, Justin, oh Justin Papineau, Justin Papineau, um, a St. Louis Blues draft. Yeah, they, they traded in the Chris, I got him in, um, Chris Osgood deal. Um, let's see, Jason Krog, he won the Holby Baker award in the NCAA. Jason Krog ended up not doing, not doing really much anything. He did go um, to the Stanley Cup finals with the Anaheim. Yeah. Cup. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Tambellini. Uh, again, he was a Kings prospect. They got in a trade, but uh, Bang, there's your guy. There were high, there were high hopes for Rob, him. Robert, Robert Nilsson. Yeah, Robert Nilsson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Robert Nilsson turned into Ryan Smith, so the Rangers yeah. still got nothing out of um, Hugh Jessamine. Pateri, Pateri Nokalainen, their first round pick in 2004. Um, you know, so they, Ryan O'Mara, who was also in the uh, Ryan Smith trade, uh, he was a first round pick. Uh, didn't really amount to much. Ryan so Strom, has got that one. There's been a bunch of them. But I'm going to go and, – and I'll only just say this. Yeah, Brady Shea has been playing better, but he plateaued and he still is notorious for giveaways. He's just – he's just got so many giveaways. Uh, Brady Shea also isn't playing 25 minutes a night. He's playing yeah. 21, and he's behind – um, Slavin and Pesci for that. And the only reason why he's even playing 21 is because D'Angelo is a dumpster fire in his own zone. And th- yeah, the next time he back checks will be the first. That's what I always say. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Anthony, you got any good bet recommendations? Um, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't bet on anything today. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, I get out. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know if I got some things I got to take care of today. All right. So, yeah, we are going to cut this one short, guys. Sorry. Um, 
usually you know we like to do at least two hours but i, I might also just ha i might have to take a nap i'm gonna be working tonight so uh and tomorrow oh my god tomorrow tomorrow is the wansawa state patrick's day parade they're expecting um sixty thousand people in wansawa so i can't wait to walk in a bar at seven o'clock at night because everybody's gonna be sober so mm. uh so Kevin Weeks, four minutes ago, from from what I told, the Florida Panthers have improved their offer to the Flyers for potential Giroud deal, especially given the return for Hagel. Yet it's not quite enough yet to consummate a deal. So looks like Is that are they starting? To, they're not going to possibly get rid of. Uh, God, I hope I got his name right, Denisenko. Yeah, the, I mean that's it's it's possible. Yeah, he could he could be on the table. Um, <laughs> first, by thing, the way, Dave, if everybody's drunk, they're not always tipping, and secondly, is, um, yes, with, course, you definitely avoid one. How attached Giroux was to Philly, you got to wonder though, for whoever trades for him, is he is he simply just going to take his ball and sign back in Philly in the in the offseason? I don't know. Saying that, uh, the Jets are starting to embrace to sell, wow, yeah. You know, I, but yeah, I, I actually just exited out of that. So oh, that's a cute look. I'm out though, boys. All, all right. right, yeah, we're all gonna we're we're gonna cut it short right here, guys. So again, everybody, thank you very much for joining us. We're we're like I said, our, sh our schedule shifting around. We're gonna be getting um, we're gonna be getting to some different days soon, and we're gonna try to figure out when the best time is to do this for us. But always, thank you guys for joining us. And I'll see most of you on Monday. Anthony, you going to join me on Monday? I might be able to. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank we'll you. Because you know, I, you know, I'm not sure if I could do the filk and be on for five hours by myself. <laughs> All right. So, guys, thank you very much. Take it easy. Take care.